Hi, folks. Welcome to episode 136 of the Wealth on Any Income podcast. This is where we talk about money, tips, techniques, attitudes, information, and provide inspiration around your business and your money. I'm your host, Rennie Gabriel. In past episodes, we spoke about how to understand the numbers from your business, how to measure the level of pleasure based on where you spend your money, how to track your money in five to 10 seconds, what determines how close you are to complete financial choice, and how to run your business without being in your business. Last week, we had Philip Fucic, who is a business analyst by trade, specializing in helping solopreneurs to easily double and triple their fees. Today, we have as our guest, Jackie Bailey. As the international conversation coach for kids, Jackie Bailey gets kids talking to their parents, making healthy friendships and feeling confident and courageous to speak up and speak out. She is the best-selling author of four books, the founder and director of a nonprofit, and a champion speaker. You'll find out where to find her when we get to that later in the interview. But Jackie, welcome to the Wealth on Any Income podcast. Hello, Rennie. It's delightful to be here with you. Thanks so much. Well, uh, I, I'm chuckling as I read the bio, thinking about getting kids to talk to their parents, which sounds like a monumental task. <laughs> um, but tell me more about that and why you're doing it. Well, I, I've developed curriculum in public speaking after I made it to the World Championship of Public Speaking Contest in a, as a semifinalist. And a group of parents came to me and said, we want someone to teach our kids public speaking because they won't talk to us. <laughs> and uh, therefore, the foundational aspect of our curriculum is, hey, let's teach these kids how to have meaningful conversations because I felt that the reason they weren't talking to parents is because they didn't know how, they weren't sure what they could say, and they didn't have the courage or the confidence to know that they could actually contribute to a conversation. And that's where we started. So we have the five rules of effective conversation that we teach our students that gets them right away talking to their family and initiating conversations and knowing how to respond appropriately so they can keep those conversations going longer. And the parents are very appreciative of that. Got it. So it it, it, it kind of sounds like a trick to me that you get them to do public speaking and now their parents get to hear what the kids want to say. Absolutely. Well, you know what? As parents, I'm a parent. I'm an, of a grandparent. And for some reason, we have these things in front of us a lot today that we didn't have when we were kids. And unfortunately, we're putting a barrier between us and our kids. And they're learning that if mom is asking them a question while she's texting someone, she's not really listening to them. So why should I take a long time or use my breath to answer that question when I know mom's not really listening? So there are a lot of ways that we as adults can also help our children to feel more comfortable communicating. Yeah. And, and from my stepdaughter, she would get very annoyed with her mom because her mom was on the phone a lot if they were spending time together. And she said, I'm not going to be with you if you're going to be on your phone. Mm, good for her. Yeah, yeah she spoke <laughs> up. 
Yeah. I like that. She doesn't have a problem speaking up. <laughs> Good. But it is interesting when I talk with my daughter who has four children, they seem to only act up when she's on the phone talking to me. Mm. Like that's when they want to get mom's attention. And, you know, behavior is communication. And when our kids start behaving certain ways, we have to try to figure out what are they trying to tell me and really listen besides more than just words. We want to listen to the behavior that's happening. Thank you. Insightful. Now, as you know, I donate 100% of the profits from the work I do teaching people how to handle money powerfully gets donated to various animal and veteran charities. Tell me about a cause that's important to you. Well, as you mentioned in my introduction, this is a nonprofit that I run. It's called the Speak, Feed, Lead Project. And it takes 24 hours of my day in focus to make sure that we're reaching kids. In 2020, which is the latest statistics we have, 1,700 children were killed in abusive situations. However, 600,000 reported abuse cases came into the authorities. That means that more than half a million kids who haven't died in abuse, thank goodness, but they're being silenced. They're being told not to tell and they're being told to lie. And that is a tragedy. It's a tragedy that 1,700 kids are dying every year, but also as tragic are the children who are being silenced and not being heard. So what our mission is, is to reach those kids, to reach all kids and give them the courage and the confidence to speak out. And that is the program that I'm most passionate about right now. Thank you. And yeah, there are a few cases, maybe a handful of cases that get in the news that create the awareness. I had no idea the number was that large. It's frightening. Yes, it is. Um, and you know, we, we think that maybe abuse is the only time kids are silenced, but it's not. When we think of the global pandemic that we had recently and kids were taken out of their normal routine from school, from social situations, from sports and music, and that happened in a day. And without the life experience of knowing there's an end to this, we're going to be fine. It'll all turn back to normal. So many young people took their own lives because they just couldn't see an end to it. And this was, in so many cases, the end of their world. And they were silenced in a lot of ways. So it doesn't have to be an abusive situation. There's lots of experiences in life that silence our kids as well. Yeah. You know, things that happen in society. I get it. Tell me the target age of the uh, people you're trying to reach. Our sweet spot is the middle school age group, only because they still respect authority <laughs> to some degree, but they're also very curious and willing to experiment with their own feelings and be able to share them and still be silly and not worry about people judging them and being silly. So we do like the middle school group as far as improvisation and communication skills, but we teach children that are in grades four to five. So anyone as young as 10 and older are our students. We also have wonderful programs for high school kids and those who are bound for college because they get to college and if they don't understand their value system, they don't understand what their passions are, or who they are, or even how to communicate well, they can be tossed to and fro with whatever political or social issue is happening at the time and they can get lost 
and perhaps even confused in all of that. So by helping them get to college prepared, we feel like we're creating some really strong human beings for, for future leaders. <laughs> but we also work with adults as well. Okay. And so this is a two-part question. Tell me what personal or business failure you've had, what insight you gained from that, or what you're doing based on that experience. Wow. I've had a lot of business failures. Let's just yeah. <laughs> talk about that. You know, when, because I run a for-profit business, which I've had for about 16 years, and then a not, this nonprofit I began about three and a half years ago, and I didn't start either one of them because I had business prowess. In any way, I did it through passion. So there's a lot of mistakes there, and every day I make more mistakes. You learn through the process, and you hope that somehow you're making a difference even with your imperfections. And but I will tell I'm you- gonna go, I'm going to go back farther. And okay. There was something that I want to say inspired you when you were 11 years of age. Someone named Debbie. Oh, Debbie. Yes. Debbie is my biggest regret because here I was in the throes of my own childhood abuse, which started probably when I was around eight years old, as far back as my memory can go, and continued through my teenage years. But Debbie was my best friend when I was 11 years old, and she and I rode the same bus to and from school. She was always picked up before me and dropped off after me, so I never really knew where she lived, but we enjoyed sitting next to each other. And she was very meek, mild. In fact, I believe she may have belonged to, looking back now, I think she belonged to some religious order where she had to wear dresses and she spoke very politely. And, well, kids like that often get bullied. And Debbie was no exception to that. On one particular day, the girl who ended up bullying her was actually a friend of mine. We were in several classes together. And she never bullied me, but she had an older sister who rode the same bus with us. And on this particular day, those older girls were on the bus with us and they were getting ready to get off at their stop, which was before the stop that I would get off and then Debbie would get off. And at that moment, Debbie stood up um, or Debbie put her foot out into the aisle to kind of get ready to, to stand up herself. And one of these girls tripped on her foot accidentally. And she was injured. She hit the, the big Ooh. engine part of the bus, right? And this was Lexi, and she hit her chin on this engine part. And it, there was, it was bleeding. Well, because her older sister was there, she got very angry, thinking that Debbie had done this on purpose. So she pulled Debbie off the bus, and I went with Debbie off the bus. It was actually going to be my stop. And so I got off the bus with Debbie being pulled off the bus and immediately these older girls started hitting her, kicking her. Uh, they knocked her to the ground. Here she was wearing this little dress with black patent leather shoes, and white bobby socks. You know, she's just this neat girl. She kept saying, it, I didn't do it on purpose. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Of course, they didn't listen to her. And I didn't do anything. Rennie, I didn't do anything. I stood there paralyzed. I don't even know why, but at 11 years old, maybe I thought I didn't want to be a target myself. And if I stood up for my friend, maybe I would also get a beating. 
I don't know why, but someone in the neighborhood where this stop happened to be must have witnessed what was going on because it wasn't long before a police car showed up and the girls that were bullying, doing the bullying ran away. Debbie was okay. I mean, she was crying. There were muddy tears streaming down her cheeks because she had been rolled in the dirt and so forth. She seemed okay, but of course frightened and she was, she was crying. Uh, the police officer put her in the car and I assume took her home and I never saw Debbie again. She didn't come back to school and because I didn't know where she lived, I wasn't sure how to find her or, you know, what I would even say to her. I just feel so bad. And that's why I regret to this day that I did nothing for my friend. I didn't stand up for her. There was a, an injustice happening. And I did nothing. And so today I feel that what I'm doing might in some way help a child to avoid being bullied, maybe even change the mind of a bully when they understand that everybody has value and maybe develop some empathy in them through public speaking and empowering skills like that. Maybe they won't bully. So in some small way, I feel like I'm trying to redeem myself for that mistake. Well, with all of the people that I know you've supported and helped, I think in a large way, you've made up for that situation with Debbie. Let's say that there is a parent, or you know, I don't know if any children listen to my podcast, but is there a valuable free resource that can direct people to something that will further help them with this issue of communication? Yeah, actually, I have contributed to a book that's called No Problem Parenting. Uh, raising your kiddos with more confidence and less fear. My chapter talks about how to talk more with your kids. And so I have that chapter available if you don't want to get the entire book, which is an amazing resource, by the way. But my chapter I'll give to you for free as a downloadable PDF that you can read because it tells my story about why I'm doing what I'm doing, but it also gives parents great opportunity to change the way they're relating to their kids and communicating with their kids and the ty right types of questions to ask to get the information you're looking for. So Terrific. I'm happy to give that away. Please provide a link to that uh, PDF for me. Please email that to me and okay. I can add it to the show notes for people to download. Yep, happy to do that. And is there a question that I should have asked you they would also give some great value to those who are listening. Well, maybe you should ask about how parents find out about our courses. <laughs> oh, okay. How, how can parents find out about your courses? <laughs> Thank you. That's a wonderful question. We are at speakfeedlead.org. You can see that behind me because we, we help children to speak with empowered voices to feed others through their words and to lead with positive influence. So speakfeedlead.org is our nonprofit website. And once you're there, you'll see a tab that says public speaking courses. And there are all kinds of courses. We offer eight-week courses that are basic foundational public speaking skills. Of course, we start with the conversation skills. We also have very specific courses for podcasting, Podcasting 101 for Teens which many of our middle school students have already done. They've developed their own podcasts. They've been able to interview fabulous guests, people that they admire, or those that are in industry that they want to be in. We also have a course for getting your child on a summit. We have become a broker of sorts. 
with our students now recognizing that they have voices they want to put out in the world and messages to share. So now summit organizers are asking us to allow our students to be on their on their summit as speakers. And so many of our speakers, um, our students, actually 60 of them last year spoke on summit. And so we have a course now that will help you get ready, help your student get ready for that. And then for those of you who have kids that are going into college, we have a course that's called Ace That Application, which helps them to create their personal essay, whether it's going to be in a written format on that college application or whether, because some colleges require a video, we can create the script for that and help you create the video. All of the students that we've helped with that have gotten into the college of their choice. So that's really exciting. We have lots of courses out there. And of course, I offer private coaching as well. If you want your student uh, to work with me for just a month because of a special occasion or an internship they want to get into, I'm happy to help them there. So all sorts of ways that we can develop that confidence, encouraging your child to not remain silent anymore. We want them to be out there and, and speaking. Fabulous. That is so terrific. Jackie, thank you for being on the Wealth on Any Income show. Thank you. And to those who are listening or watching, if you'd like to know how books, movies, and society programs you to be poor and what the cure is, then log on to wealthonanyincome.com forward slash TEDx. You'll hear my TEDx talk and can request a free nine-step roadmap to complete financial choice and philanthropy and receive a weekly email with tips, techniques, or inspiration around your business or your money. And if you'd like to see how you can increase your wealth and donate to the causes that touch your heart, please check out our affordable program, Wealth with Purpose. To my listeners, thank you for tuning in. Next week, we'll have Jonathan Jay who has been successfully buying and selling businesses for over 30 years, also talking about how it can be done with no money. You can listen to the Wealth on Any Income podcast on your favorite platform, and please rate, review, and subscribe. Until next week, be prosperous. Bye-bye for now.